It's a boom being stimulated in part by China, the world's largest e-bike market, where some 300 million people use e-bikes today. China right now is the leader. This is wonderful for business in China, but it's also wonderful for us to sample a beautifully working electric vehicle that is extremely reliable. The rest of the world has to catch up with creativity and applying that creativity to the market. China is the global leader right now when it comes to electric two-wheelers. They have this robust manufacturing ecosystem that outputs these vehicles like they're honestly no big deal, just another product for people to buy. But in India, things are different. A homegrown, made-in-India electric scooter that isn't a Chinese import is a rare thing. It's a big deal. And so what's happened here now is that you've got a bunch of Indian companies that are just popping up out of nowhere, selling these electric two-wheelers with their own branding and logos. But these scooters aren't actually designed and the components aren't manufactured in India. These Indian companies are acting as middlemen, importing these from Chinese manufacturers and then assembling them in India, which is why you end up with a very similar looking scooter from multiple Indian companies, because the source is the same. And this is no surprise right? It makes sense. It's business. Chinese companies want a piece of the Indian market because it's such a big and desirable market. You've got smartphones from companies like Vivo. There's Chinese automobiles from brands like MG, which is owned by SAIC Motor. But in electric two-wheelers, it's a bit more subtle because these scooters aren't being sold directly by Chinese companies. They're being sold by Indian companies that are fully owned by Indians with Indian branding. Now, I just wanna make it clear that I'm not criticizing this in and of itself. Import businesses are extremely common and normal, and building something from scratch, especially an EV, is extremely difficult and time-consuming. And China, this massive powerhouse in the EV space, is right next door to India. So I'm not surprised that a lot of companies are taking this route. But it does become problematic when companies aren't clear on where their two-wheelers are coming from and being made. When they say that their products are made in India, made for India, but then you check on the Chinese EV manufacturer's website and you realize that their electric scooters look very similar to that of the Indian company. Sometimes they even have the same logos as these Chinese companies. And that might be a coincidence, but Occam's razor suggests otherwise. So long story short, there's a big part of this current Indian electric two-wheeler industry that is being supported by Chinese companies, even if that support is indirect. And while one could argue that Indian consumer adoption of EVs is good, no matter where the EVs are coming from, in my opinion, every Indian company that chooses to heavily rely on Chinese companies is a missed opportunity for India to slowly but surely build up its own indigenous two-wheeler manufacturing capabilities. As more and more Indian startups build electric two-wheelers from scratch, the collective industry know-how and strength increases. And so today, I wanted to highlight 10 startups that are doing just that, building electric two-wheelers in India, coming up right after this. Starting things off at number 10, we have Nashik-based Revamp Moto. Now, most people came to know about these guys from Shark Tank India. They secured one crore rupees from Anupam Mittal and Aman Gupta. And Aman's reaction here gives you an idea of how exciting this company is. They're building scooters that double as miniature dukans or stores. You can equip them with a folding table or a basket or even a refrigerator powered by the scooter itself to sell cold beverages or ice cream, which would be a nice upgrade for these kinds of sellers. Now, these scooters called the 
RM Mitra 02 and the RM25 are still in the development stage, so you can't buy them just yet. And the reason for this is that Revamp is building these vehicles from the ground up in India. They're not just importing a Chinese scooter and adding some modules to accommodate the Indian market. This is a made in India product and doing that from scratch is hard. That being said though, these scooters are actually drivable. These are working prototypes designed specifically for micro entrepreneurs. So they're not really targeting everyday people here. These scooters are meant to be used by delivery drivers, milkmen, subduelas. Basically, the idea here is to replace Yulu's and XL100's and Piaggio Ape's with these affordable new electric scooters. After Shark Tank India Air, the startup's founders, Jayesh Tope, Pritesh Mahajan, and Pushkaraj Salunke, onboarded a couple more investors and closed their pre-seed round at a million dollars in June of 2022. Next up at number nine, we have Coimbatore-based electric motorcycle startup Emote Electric. Founded by Pranav Singh and Apali, Emote Electric was officially incorporated in 2019, but Pranav has been building this startup since 2011 when it was called Emotion Motors. And they're building something pretty unique, India's first geared electric motorcycle called Surge. Now, in case you've never driven an EV before, they're almost exclusively gearless, but when they do have gears, things get interesting. Unlike with geared IC engine vehicles, geared EVs can start and stop in any gear. But the main benefit of a geared EV is actually efficiency. In fact, according to Pranav, in certain conditions, this motor efficiency increase can be as high as 35%. This also means that their bike's motor can be 2.5x smaller than a gearless motor of the same performance, and this size reduction also results in a price reduction too. Now, this e-motorcycle is still in development, they haven't started selling these yet, and there's no clear timeline for when they will, but they are taking deposits from people who are interested in owning one. Moving into number eight now, we have Bengaluru-based micro-mobility startup Ingo Electric. The startup was founded in 2018 by Nikhil Gonsalves, and the best way that I can describe it to you is an indigenous competitor to Yulu. And when I say indigenous, I don't mean to say that Yulu isn't Indian. I just mean that while Yulu, as recently as July of 2021, was importing kits for their scooters from China, and Bajaj was assembling them at their factory, Ingo scooters are designed and manufactured in India. The only items imported are the magnets, which will be removed soon, the LCD screen crystals, and lithium cells. And Ingo recently tied up with Log9 materials, so now Ingo only has 60 rupees worth of imported material on their vehicles. Specifically, Log9 is going to be supplying them with lithium-ion battery cells, according to Nikhil Gonsalves, so this is where we start to see that industry collaboration and support coming into play. Coming to number seven now, we have Hyderabad-based electric bike startup, Atomobile. And this is one that I'm personally really excited to see succeed because they're taking such a sustainable approach to their business. They are bootstrapped and they're taking a slow and steady approach here. The company's founder and CEO, Vamsi Gaddam, said during an interview with Economic Times that I have a traditional thought process and wanna show that I can create before sitting down for a discussion with the investors. I don't wanna sit in a discussion where somebody offers me 50 crore for 25% of the company. That is not my mindset. This is why, unlike many EV startups, Atomobile didn't start their company by making big promises. Their first vehicle, the Atom 1.0, has a top speed of just 25 kilometers per hour, despite looking like a bike that can go much faster. They're planning to follow this one up with a 50 kilometer per hour variant, the 1.1, and an even faster variant, India's first high-speed electric cafe racer, the Atum Vader, which has already been ARAI certified and is gonna be built using 90% indigenously sourced components in one of their two Telangana-based manufacturing facilities. 
Next up at number six, we have New Delhi-based micro-mobility startup Electorque Technologies. What's unique about this startup is the full-stack approach that the company's founders have taken to offering micro-mobility for gig workers. They have battery swapping stations, they have an app so that gig workers can find scooters and batteries, and of course they also have the hardware itself, the scooters. And this is really where Electorque shines. Because these scooters, which are made in their Faridabad-based factory, need to be operable basically 24-7 by delivery drivers in all kinds of Indian conditions, Electorque scooters are custom built for Indian roads. It's a robust product, has no plastic components that can break, and is designed to go 120 kilometers per day without hurting the backs of delivery drivers. Now, one part of this story that I've skipped over so far is Electorque's business model, because they don't actually rent or sell scooters to drivers directly. Instead, they sell these scooters to rental partners at a margin of about 20%, along with fleet management tools that they've designed in-house. And then these rental partners are the ones who rent them out to delivery drivers. But Electorque has another source of revenue too, and that's the kilometer-based fee that they charge delivery drivers on battery swaps. And this is a really clever approach. Not only are they making money from delivery drivers the way that a petrol or CNG pump would, but they're also making money from rental partners who buy the physical scooters too. So by combining these two sources of revenue, Electorque has managed to become a profitable company on a per kilometer basis, meaning that they don't need to focus on surviving and can instead focus on product development and refinement. And their investors are helping them to do just that. So far, the startup has raised $2.3 million. And just for fun, here's Raja Nanandan, MD at Sequoia Capital, and one of India's most prolific angel investors riding one of these scooters and seemingly having a blast doing it. Moving into number five now, we have Bengaluru-based performance electric motorcycle startup, Orxa Energies. When entrepreneurs Prajwal Subnis and Ranjita Ravi started their company in 2015, they wanted to build something different. They could see that the electric scooter space was gonna be crowded, so they focused on performance electric motorcycles and Instead. Orxa Energies revealed their flagship product Mantis in December of 2019, and while it's currently still in the testing stage, it's already breaking records. It covered a distance of 13,510 kilometers in 54 days. This was done as a way of testing the motorcycle in all kinds of conditions, and this hands-on approach defines the startup. For example, new employees are vetted with a single question are you a biker? And if the answer is yes, then they pass on to the next interview question. And if they say no, then Arxa Energy tells them, eh, we'll be in touch. In other words, they only employ people who actually understand riding bikes. And their vehicles are built by and for these people. Literally, the entire Mantis has been created in India, from the design to the actual fabrication and assembly of the parts. The only non-Indian thing in these bikes are the battery cells, which come from manufacturers in South Korea and Japan. And accomplishing all of this is especially remarkable when you realize that the first two and a half years of the company's operations were completely bootstrapped, following which they raised a small round of $1.2 million. And it's possible that they've raised more than that, but the company is pretty tight-lipped about their funding, so that's all we know for sure. Coming into number four now, we have Bengaluru-based electric scooter startup Simple Energy. The company was started by Suhash Rajkumar, who had already tried and failed to launch three earlier startups before deciding to build a value-for-money EV in January of 2019. Realizing how massive a task this was going to be, he asked his friend Shresh Mishra to join him as a co-founder, and together they started to design the Simple Energy Mark I, which was a very challenging process. In fact, for the core team of employees who joined the startup early on and believed in Suhash's 
Hustle's vision, many weren't paid for the first year or so of the venture's journey. They used Sohas's parents' garage as an office, and the company survived off of money from core team members and the founders. They only incorporated the startup in September of 2019 after they'd secured angel funding from an undisclosed source, but the journey hasn't really gotten easier. I mean, the product looks great, and it's made in India. The startup is targeting 99% localization at launch, with only the battery cells coming from outside of India. But because of the challenges of taking an indigenous approach, the startup has had to delay the sale of these scooters repeatedly. But there is arguably one silver lining here to these delays, and that is that Simple Energy has been able to avoid the controversy faced by startups like Ola Electric, Aether, Okinawa, Jitendra, and Pure EV when their scooters caught fire. So hopefully they're able to learn from these incumbents' mistakes. They've partnered with US-based battery tech company C4V to set up a lithium island cell manufacturing ecosystem in India sometime in the future. So this should eventually give them more control over their batteries than some of the other competitors who import battery cells. And their investors are on board with this plan too. They poured upwards of $21.9 million into the company. And according to Suhas, the startup was last valued at $200 million in March of 2022. Next up at number three, we have Bengaluru-based electric performance motorcycle startup Ultraviolet Automotive. So this startup story begins all the way back when its founders, Narayan Subramaniam and Niraj Rajmohan, were kids. I'm talking 10 years old. They used to compete a lot back then, and this healthy competition stuck with them into adolescence when they both found themselves studying at the same college and winning prizes together in creative engineering competitions. These formative experiences would come in handy later on in 2014 when, again, they came together to start a company, Ultraviolet Automotive. Their made in motorcycle, the F77, has already received upwards of 60,000 pre-orders from around the world and is expected to start selling in 2022, although there have been several delays since 2020, so whether or not 2022 is the year of the F77 remains to be seen. That being said though, the company does now have a manufacturing facility, which is important because the F77 is very much a custom-made bike. It isn't something that they've copied from somewhere else or they're importing. The F77 is designed and built indigenously, and over 90% of the vehicle including the battery packs, will be manufactured using locally sourced components. None of this, though, would have been possible without their investors, who have poured upwards of $19.8 million into the startup at an estimated $200 million, according to INC42, as of December of 2021. Moving into number two now, we have Bengaluru-based electric scooter startup Aether Energy. Started by two IITians, Swapnil Jain and Tarun Mehta, Aether is arguably the crown jewel of India's EV startup ecosystem. They were able to prove that with a great idea, some venture capital, and a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, a startup could build a world-class electric vehicle in India. Now, back in 2013, when Aether was started at IIT Madras, the company was strictly a battery manufacturer. According to Swapnil, we said that we will only build batteries for existing vehicles because there is no lithium-ion battery pack in the market. Eventually, though, they smartened up and realized that there was, in fact, a gap in India's electric two-wheeler space, a gap that Aether could fill with a premium, smart, aspirational electric scooter that consumers would be proud to own. They started things off by building 55 prototypes, which were financed by the startup's investors. And these evolved into the Aether S340, which they sold directly to consumers, but this was still them dipping their toes into the EV market. Where they really made an impact was with the 450 Plus and 450X, the extremely impressive scooter duo that Aether is known for today. 90% of these scooters, including the battery packs, are made in India, and the company has two manufacturing facilities in Hosur in Tamil Nadu, with a peak annual capacity of four 
400,000 units. Now, to build these facilities, Aether, of course, needed venture capital. And so far, they raised a total of $286.8 million. And while they're not yet a unicorn, I would imagine that in the near future, that's going to change because things are going really well for them. In May of 2022, they registered their highest ever sales, 3,787 units. And they're also working on a new, more powerful variant of their 450 series to compete with the next company on this list, Bengaluru-based electric scooter startup Ola Electric. Now, one little aside here before we jump in, I know some people are gonna argue that Ola Electric shouldn't qualify as a startup in this list. They're too big, they're too valuable, they've raised too much venture capital, they're a subsidiary of Ola, which is a pre-existing company. But I would say that based on their approach to their business, the move fast, break things approach that they've taken to getting the S1 and S1 Pro out the door, and now the S1 isn't even out the door, they're only selling the S1 Pro. There have been technical difficulties with these scooters because of how quickly they moved. You've got executives that have left the company. So I would say that in that sense, Ola Electric is a startup. The approach that they're taking to their business is very much a startup approach. And so that's why we decided to include them in this list. Now, Ola made its official entry into the EV industry with Ola Electric in 2017, but it wasn't until 2020 with the onset of the COVID-19 pandemic that the importance of this new business line became clear to Ola Electric's founder, Bhavish Agarwal. Ola's ride-hailing business was struggling. And so in May of 2020, Ola Electric bought Amsterdam-based electric scooter startup Etergo, the makers of a Dutch electric two-wheeler called the App Scooter. Now, at that time, nobody realized just how big Ola Electric was thinking with this acquisition. But in March of 2021, they announced their plans to build the world's largest electric two-wheeler manufacturing facility, the Ola Electric Future Factory in Tamil Nadu. This set the company on a clear path to becoming one of the market leaders in India's electric two-wheeler space. Once their future factory is fully operational, it'll employ over 10,000 women and one electric scooter will be completed every two seconds. Now, with such a massive facility containing upwards of 3,000 robots and 10 production lines, it makes sense that a lot of these vehicles are being made in India. According to the company's website, 90% of the scooter's parts are localized and in close proximity to the factory. But there are still some things that Ola is getting from outside of India, namely its batteries, which are being made by Korea's LG Chem, according to Bike Deco. However, vehicles like the GM Chevy Bolt and Hyundai's Kona face global recalls because of the risk of fire associated with LG Chem's recent production of battery cells. And it's possible that Ola Electric was impacted by this as well when one of their scooters caught fire in Pune earlier in 2022. And so as a result, Ola Electric is now working on establishing a cell manufacturing plant here in India. And for this, they plan to partner with a global battery manufacturer. Although as of June of 2022, it wasn't clear if Ola Electric had signed an agreement with any one particular company just yet. Oh, and this new factory is likely going to be about double the size of the future factory. So they're obviously going to need a lot of venture capital to continue with their ambitious plans, which also include an electric car at some point in 2023 or 2024. So for this, their investors have poured $861.2 million into the company at a valuation of $5 billion as of February of 2022. All right, that was our list of the top 10 made in India electric two-wheeler startups. I really hope that you enjoyed the video. And now a couple of footnotes. Firstly, this list doesn't really have a strict form of organization. I kind of just structured it in a way that I thought would be most interesting to watch and listen to. So a company's position on the list isn't necessarily a reflection of how important they are or how valuable they are or how much funds they've raised. That's not how we organized it. Also, there were a couple of companies that we wanted to add to the list, but they haven't really been active on social media for a long time. So we weren't sure if they were still actively building their companies. One example of this was Mflux Motors. What they're building is incredible 
incredible, this beautiful electric superbike, first of its kind in India. But we did want to focus on companies that we were sure were actively building and trying to go to market soon. And then there were also some companies that are quite popular. I won't name any names here, but they claim to be made in India. And through some reverse image searching and scouring Chinese websites, we were able to figure out that they're mainly importing. And so if a company that you love wasn't on this list, then that might be the reason why. So with all of that said, what I want to know from you guys is which of these 10 companies are you most excited to see succeed and why? Leave your thoughts in a comment down below and I will see you in the next one.